Hello and welcome to Wrestle Opinionated, our weekly show all about the great shows of AEW. We are your hosts. I am Morg. This is Tiger fanboy Matt Strange, and this is Muir coming here again, once again to give my views. All right, guys, have a good week. We, we've been playing Ertuk. Yeah, we're mostly playing. Lots of Ertuk. <laughs> yeah. Is, is this some kind of old 16-bit strategy game by any chance? Not a no, cult. <laughs> better than that. It's a new like 16-bit retro apocalyptic fantasy battle chess tactical art. The typical sort of shit we play in the typical sort of setting we love. Old man uh, video games. Old man video games. Fifteen pounds on Steam to run on my new PC. <laughs> How have you been doing? Um, I have spent a morning uploading videos to YouTube because our it YouTube worked. problem has solved itself, and we can now again upload to YouTube. So hopefully, people who used to like listening to us on YouTube will be able to. Hooray! At last, fame will come. <laughs> well, like, share, subscribe will mean something now. So, yeah, mate, when I do my like, 14 year old <laughs> news, Mr. Strange, has there been any news? Oof. So, um, yeah, there, there, there is news. And um, once again, in the continuing trend of the last few weeks everything is terrible but in this case it's terrible but good that it's coming to light um there has been a huge uh, release uh, of women and men uh coming for mostly women obviously coming forward speaking about a bunch of uh, sexual assaults and emotional abuse and such like within the wrestling uh, world on twitter under the hashtag speaking out um number of various uh, wrestlers on the indie scene and uh, in various promotions have been accused or have uh, and have at least come forward to admit it uh, including my own personal wrestling trainer would you believe um only uh, I only mention this because well obviously I should mention this anyway it's an important thing but um there has been uh, an allegation and a response from a member of the uh, AEW crew uh, talent, which is Jimmy Havoc, who has been uh, accused and, well, had there has been the response of various levels of emotional, physical and possibly sexual abuse um, linked to his variety of substance abuse and problems and probably some mental health issues. AW responded they're going to send him to rehab and therapy uh, to deal with this and will address his uh, status with the company at the end of that. A lot of people are upset about this um because you know why should you help a terrible person but on the other hand if you can make a terrible person a better person it doesn't excuse anything it doesn't justify anything but it does make him a little bit safer to put back into the world um yeah that's about it i'm afraid boys uh so uh, hopefully everybody who has been a terrible person gets their comeuppance and never work in the world again. And if it's due to issues,
shoes, hopefully they get the help, but are still punished slash treated appropriately. Yeah, it's 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 not been a a, a good week. So no, it, hopefully something a little bit more lighthearted and cheery. Mr. Muir, do you have a social media of the week for us? Social media of the week for myself was I really enjoyed this. It gave a bit of a look into the outside of Jericho and what else he does in his life was a what culture wrestling interview that they had with him. It starts off with him just going on about how COVID and all the issues that have been going on currently has affected his band and then how he's like formed a band over the internet basically. And like he oh, loves covering really? yes, and he loves covering kiss songs apparently. Eighties eighties kiss songs. Eighties kiss songs, sorry, yes. It has to be eighties, not seventies, apparently. And Legend. Then it moves on to him discussing how much he enjoys the creative freedom and who he would want most out of the uh, the WWE locker room, which is quite an interesting one, which was Roman Reigns. Yeah, fair. Which adds on to the theory that if they just left Roman Reigns be Roman Reigns, be himself, he would be the biggest overstar possible, but they don't seem to want that. But yeah, it's a good laugh and I recommend watching it. I'll have to have a poke. It's been a uh, busy weekend for me. Yeah, I'll it's put that on my to-do list. I've watched it. It is really good. Um, it was it, interesting hearing the bits of creative that, that he got to do and things he got to do. Um, Roman Reigns to AEW. Uh, yeah, I think you're right, <laughs> Mr. Muir. I think that's exactly the truth. If WWE hadn't pushed him down the throats and had the, this is the one guy. This is our golden god. Please worship him instead of just letting him build naturally. Yeah, because yeah. he got himself over naturally originally in the Royal Rumble. Yes, the, the one when he eliminated, he broke Kane's record. So they'd already set him to break Kane's record, and the crowd were really into him. But Welcome no. to our WWE podcast. <laughs> um, I'll be your host, <laughs> Dirk Manmeat. <laughs> <laughs> So, moving on from social media, it's that time of the week when we review this week's AEW shows. So, starting we're, off... We're not missing anything, Morg. We're not missing anything. Oh, nothing well, at all. No, nothing at all. Um, but before we do that, this might be your first <laughs> episode. I've even got exclamations written after it in my No, mate, notes. I was looking at it going, is he going to get it this He's time? He's going to say it. <laughs> So this might be your first time that you've listened to our podcast. And as such, you would need to know that we review the show Dark and each individual match in Dynamite and some of the promos. We have a tier list and that tier list will now be explained to you by Mr. Strange. And I don't know how he's going to explain it this week. Obviously, I've gone for that favourite subject of mine, uh, PlayStation 1 and 2 survival horror computer games, to explain our tier list. So, tier list, gaining some popularity amongst uh, YouTubers and a variety of sites. Uh, many of you may know it from Japanese computer games, uh, some of which are featured in this tier list, shockingly. It actually uh, comes from the school system in Japan, which is similar to our own school system. Uh, and we get work through grades. So a C match, a C horror match, uh, sorry, a C match is something where I've got enough wrestling 
and a nerf story, or maybe really good wrestling and no good story, or really good story and the wrestling's all right. It's what I like to call an average match, but it has to be good. You know, if I'm just all sat there playing on my phone, that's not a good match. I want to be like involved. And then for me, that survival will get a horror game. I think we have to go with the original classic that set the standard on uh, survival horrors. It's Resident Evil, the first one, mostly for the hilarious voice acting. We only go down one rank. I can't be bothered with Fs and Zs and such like. So the lowest rank match I'll give is a D. Uh, that's a match where I'm just not happy. We've all seen them. D matches. Just you're bored. The wrestling's bad. Maybe the wrestling's good, but the story's shit. Maybe you just don't care. And that is the Alone in the Dark remake. It was fucking awful. The one with the cars where you drove around a park. I hated it. It's the only computer game I have ever owned that I have not completed. Um... So yeah, D. D for when you don't care. Moving up from C, you get a B. Obviously, this is a better match. This is one where you don't look at your phone at all. You're really happily engaged. Maybe the store is exceptional. Maybe the wrestling's exceptional. Maybe it's just really, really good all round. And for me, that's Resident Evil 2, a game I played so much that I completed it as a block of tofu. It does everything you want and doesn't have quite as bad voice acting as Resident Evil 1. An A match is typically where I sort of draw my line. I'm very rare on the A's. An A match is that golden match, that match where you're like, fuck, this is wicked. Everything's come together. Story, it makes sense. The wrestling's phenomenal. Everything is great. That is an A match for me, as represented by the computer game Project Zero, known to Fatal, Friend, uh, Fatal Frame to our... Uh, non-British friends. A terrifying Japanese horror game that was mostly in black and white and legit gave me nightmares as a child. And moving into S rank, S rank are those golden matches that only happen every now and then. Those ones that go down in history. Those ones that I go, I'm going to remember this all of my life. The ones where the story is accumulation of massive storytelling, where the actual wrestling is wonderful, and there is no S rank survival horror game other than Silent Hill 2. And if either of you two are into uh, survival horror games, you know that's true. So that's our tier list for today. I hope you're ready to hear me shout Resident Evil 2 a bunch. That's actually quite interesting, because Silent Hill 1 was the game that got me into playing survival horror games. I couldn't fit it on with all the others, because I thought Silent Hill 1 was probably up there as an A, whereas Silent Hill 2 is the S. But I, I didn't want to have two Silent Hills at the top, and Project Zero was fucking immense. I never played Silent Hero Two, Silent Hill Two. What? I never got round to it. Borg, there's a high def release somewhere. Just fucking play it. It's stop awful. this podcast now and go play it, mate. <laughs> right, come back later. So, <laughs> so, starting off the week as usual, BTE being the elite. What did you guys think of being the elite this week? I had a uh, really good time with it, in all honesty. Yeah, I've actually got notes. I've got notes that I remember that I did at the start of the week, as opposed to a rewatch this morning. Uh, <laughs> Ruth hated uh, Michael Nakazawa's Bleeding Bottom, but it made me lol. Uh, the queue was brilliant, and then yeah. Matt cutting himself to get through the queue again every time. Uh, it still gets me. Uh, I really enjoyed Christopher Daniels because last week I was like, he did talk about his bum for a long time. Like, mate. Right. Uh, and then, then ripping it. Because Kaz did the wanker hand action. I was yes, like, he I'm did. Pretty, and he's done it before. And Ruth's like, he, he can't know the wanker action. He's American. I'm like, I'm sure they still have the wanker hand action in America. Surely. Unless he's 
caught it from us. And it rolled into it from English wrestlers, I'd imagine so. Well, British, but you know. Uh, then it rolled into terms of the inside, and I, yeah, well, I like that one. Uh, Kenny being scared of anybody who's any non-wrestler brings me great joy. The Kenny's a pussy stuff is just great. The Kenny uh, one here kicked my ass bit when he's in the fetal <laughs> position on the floor was just beautiful. Um, Spanglish, I'm enjoying. Ruth likes it more and was properly laughing, but she's a linguist's person who knows Spanish and, and you know, a variety of uh, Latin and uh, Greek-based languages. So she was properly laughing, and I, I quite enjoy seeing Ortiz as the friendly dad type he actually seems to be. And I forget what Hangman did the end. Uh, apparently I didn't like it that much. The bit where yeah. the best friends threw down a smoke bomb and ran away because they didn't have an idea was my favourite bit. Bomb. Um, I can't be the one to always bring up the best friends, or I'll get called. I know. Over. Um, the uh, oh. so Hangman was with the private party. Your segments being cut. people didn't like your segment, or ah, yeah. your being cut, which was it was okay, but it was just a bit too. I find private party a bit too over the top in being the elite. Yeah, they're. Uh, I think they're probably just very excited. I, I think <laughs> they're only the, young. I think it's the issue of youth and being super keen on wanting to show off their thing, but then it's becoming a bit too far. If you know what I mean, they haven't got the expertise of balancing the silly with the keeping the story going, sort of thing. Yeah, um, I want to give a special Ooh. shout out this week to, and um, we've shouted it out before. But I want to give a special shout out to Sammy's vlog. This week's one is yeah, fucking hilarious. Riff. It is just absolutely. In fact, I am starting to think that maybe we should move this. In. I know it's not official AEW, but we should possibly move it into our weekly review. But it's absolutely and the pimp my scooter, pimp my ride. The the only small criticism I had of it was, and I used to watch Pimp My Ride all the time. I know nothing about cars or anything, yeah, but mate, I used to fucking watch love it for exhibit. Yeah, and also for the one guy who always say, and we hooked you up with, and that was the only thing that was missing was that Aww. Santana did not turn around and go, and we hooked you up with this, and we hooked you up with that. It's it's a cracking cracking episode of the vlog it made me chuckle so um, go. it's ruined a lot of my jokes I, I had jokes written down about griff looking like jungle boy and they did them all yeah like, like i'm ruined <laughs> <laughs> my so, favorite bit of being the elite was when <laughs> matt was walking past them in the queue and, he, and one of them just looks at him and goes what are you a roads now and he's bleeding all over his face and I, just <laughs> <threw him laughs> I missed that i missed that so moving on to dark um yet again it was another long dark for me i my my only note for it is too much wrestling and i'll come back to that later what did you guys think of dark and overall what score did you give the show there's a character in the book catch 22 that wants to live in awkward and slow situations so his life feels like it's dragging on longer so he feels like he's alive longer that's how this dark side feeling to me by the end of it 
there's some good in it, but no, right. I'm with you. I got really excited by Taz and Excalibur because they are fucking Oh, they are brilliant. Uh, but I did decide to only rank matches I care about um, just because it's so long. We had uh, the ones, uh, the Raptor messaged me about the moustache, the, uh, the first jobbers. Oh, their uh, outfits were fantastically large. I, I don't... I don't know if that was a good match because they came in in like the cushiony Legion of Doom pads, but with Freddy Krueger strikes on. But what's... one's called Money, and they're about money. Uh, what? What is their theme? They're Freddy Krueger Legion of Doom rich boys. What, no, the other ones called Sin. Can you tell they? me? They're American, Amer American Vice or something like Capital that. Capital Vices. Capital Vice. So yeah, Money and just with Sin. a Freddy Krueger. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, we like John Cruz. Uh, I reckon he'll be about for a bit. Um, I don't remember if them. Uh, oh no, I've got additional notes. There's just some drawings between them. Uh, technically fine. I reckon they'll keep Cruz. I, I don't like Marco being able to own people like Jobbers. I think it takes away from his fighting underdog coming back resilient thing. When he was actually kicking ass, I was like, ah, oh, I don't really care. No, I hated it when he started kicking ass. I thought it was really. Like, I don't think Jurassic Express make jobbers look very good when they're fighting them. I think they always, you know, kind of just squash them, squash them. And it's just, I know, like, Marco could do that, and it's fine, but it's just like you're trying to build up that you're this resilient underdog. And if you just go kicking people's asses, you know, it loses all. It's when he did a pop-up DDT thing on the massive guy, and I was yes. like, I believe it when he's done Momentum and a variety of other things, but this guy is huge. You are but little. I mean, I know we, with the suspense of disbelief and whatever, but, you know, Oops, Marco sorry. did push it at the start with being the tiny man, and then we saw he's grown, and when he's won us over with this scrappy underdog attitude and uh, unbelievable resilience and using momentum moves and things I believe he could do, and then suddenly he was kicking ass, and I was like, ah. Oh. Oh, I'd rather have him battered for a bit and come back and do some cool shit. But moving on. Uh, the best feud versus SCU. I love Avalon. Um, who was it who shouted, I looked up to you, man? What was that it? Oh, was that was Avalon it. to Kazarian. <laughs> yeah, that was it. I dropped him. Uh, solid good match. I had a good time. I think Christopher Daniels hurt his leg at one point. But yeah, solid match. I enjoy everybody in that match. Everybody can wrestle. And uh, I fucking love Peter Avalon. That was my favourite match of the night. Um, yeah, I thought it was a really good match. Um, it's, I, I remember saying to the Raptor is that it's obvious that that lot are all friends because yeah. um, they were all on those be the elite episodes. It was SCU, Avalon, Brandon, and the Bucks, and the two jobbers. Yeah, um, I hope we get to see them again. Team Extreme. Yeah, something like that. No, Team it can't be Team Extreme. That's, yeah, that's somebody else. That's the it? Hardy Boys. That's the Hardy Boys. <laughs> <laughs> I know wrestling, but there's something like that. <laughs> Welcome to. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> so Danny Jordan versus Big Swall. Not a Nazi. She's not a Nazi. It's a burn book. She does not wish to burn books. I just didn't get the culture reference because I'm not American. <laughs> Swall sunglasses were badass. Uh, Danny strikes need a bit of work, but her bully gimmick was actually showing a bit better. And uh, the count of the pin was cool. It was a squash, but I like Swole more and more as we're seeing a bit more of her. So, you know, I squash, really, but we're letting her character. Really like how much better the dirty dancing looks. 
Do yes, I remember when it first came out and it was god awful. We booed it. it. Yeah. <laughs> and now it looks great. She's done dirty dancing. Boo! <laughs> done the deed. Mate, I'm loving. I mean, I can imagine Morg is exceptionally excited about the sudden up in women stuff this week. I mean, it's. I am, I'm very we'll excited. That, um, yeah, uh, that was um, it. It was an all right match. Bravo. I enjoyed it. Um, yeah. It got a bit more Swole's character across, and um, yeah, yeah. Moving on. Uh, da, da, da. Oh, then we rolled into Bravalon. I love them. I love them so much. More of them. So David Ali versus Lance Archer squash match. My first note is this match will only be judged on meters uh, he's thrown. Yeah, that Ali has thrown. Uh, then it's uh, Jake's teeth were very white. I know he had them whitened, but Jesus, he walked out smiling like a Cheshire cat. Uh, I, I always give plus one for a random smashing. The one thing that I don't like squash matches, and I've ripped on them, and I've, uh, I've you know, mocked them quite consistently. But Lance's squash matches feel better like he walks in does some offense no sell some stuff intentionally and the other guy always gets some counter offense for him it's always even a little bit and then he just you know he, he stomps him he, he fucking annihilates him it doesn't feel like he's just come in had a quick wrestling match i feel like i've watched a man be beaten also he uses the same uh, finisher i used in high school um everybody die claw or as in my name the mongolian head squeeze uh so yeah uh Squash match, so meh, but I do like Lance. Anyone else care about that one? <laughs> We're just skipping on to the I next just, one. I just don't care. I, I, I liked it. It's fine. But, you know, I don't need to see Archer just squashing people. I know what he's about, you know? Yeah. Run it's Musa and Dean versus Sonny and Janela. And Sonny and Janela let them have counter-offensive. Some moves went back into them. I got really excited. I don't remember much else about the match, but... um. Wasn't great, fine, bit sure, but at least they're allowing counter offensive now. It's not just them fucking coming out and doing a selection of overly planned moves into some people who do nothing in return. Okay, with the next match, can someone explain to me Red Velvet's gimmick, please? No. <laughs> no. She's a cake, I think. Oh, she's, she's from your mother's. She's <laughs> from your mother's kitchen. <laughs> Well, red velvet is a kind is that, of cake, <laughs> and she's from your mother's kitchen. That, what I got from I that was she's a cake. They, 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 they said she is from your mother's, mother's kitchen. kitchen. Oh my god, she's a cake! That and she was doing like a hand stirring of a bowl action the whole time. I was just like, what oh. is this? Oh fuck my life, that's immense. I love it. <laughs> so we have an alien, my... a dinosaur, and a cake. Cake. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So good. Walk into a wrestling <laughs> ring. In all honesty, I was really happy to see uh, Brandy back. Um, I'm glad Ali was back in the ring. Uh, I liked Brandy doing the Rhodes uppercut. Brandy's got a lot better. There was some actually good storytelling. I cared about this match. I think this was my favourite match on the card, just because it introduced new people, told some story, and the wrestling was all right. Yeah, I thought no, that, you that may was... be right there. The was... Dustin Rhodes slap got me a proper pop. I, I really did pop for it because I love it when Dusty does it. And yeah, uh, 
The storytelling was fantastic in this match, and Ali has the best annoying shriek in wrestling, I think. She's just so annoying when she's just standing there, healing it up in the corner. Ah! Yeah. Uh, then it was Johnson versus Spears. Uh, nice technical work. Uh, there was a weird neck hit at one point. I just, I don't know. I, I don't know if new Spears with an actual serious gimmick is... It's going to take away my... He joins the Four Horsemen, mate. I know, but I miss... Like, he did. He still sells in a goofy way, but I, I, I don't know. I think I might miss comedy twat Sean Spears. We're going to have to watch this and the see pro- how my heart goes. The problem is we love comedy twat heels. So, you know, anybody moving away from that gimmick is going to hurt us. What did you think, <laughs> Mark? Um, so this is, I think, where I started to get a bit wrestled out with Dark. Yes. Um, you still got three more matches, mate. Yeah, and I, I this this is where I, I was starting to be a bit more. Okay, this is this is becoming a bit of a slog. It's there's nothing to break up the wrestling in dark. That's why I wrote too much wrestling. It was just it, match after match after match yeah, after match after match. I see what you're saying. I get you. No, that's a very good point. I think we There's can all no... say that the TNA days of only six minutes of wrestling and a like one hour wrestling show is too much, <laughs> but it, you do need some storyline and yeah. plot. Otherwise, it just becomes, oh, this is getting tiring. Give, give me some promos from some of the new guys that you're signing. Do yeah. a pineapple pizza. Some of these, give these guys, these indie guys that you're bringing in to give them a job, give them a bit of a promo. Let me know something about their character before Lance Archer destroys them. And so, going okay. on to, in better effect, how they did it in Dynamite, it's also a shock turn. If if this guy's coming out, giving a promo, looking great, and then Arch just comes out and goes, nah, you're dead, mate. It's yeah. a great turn. I did, we're gonna, I'm going to froth about that later mate. because we have the perfect example. I know. And I'm going to roll us into Jobbers versus Dark Order, which was actually a good match. Yes. I, I've really missed Dark Order. I, I didn't even write... Jobber's name, sadly. My first comment is time for Dark Order to get their win numbers up. Pearson Skyler. Pearson Skyler. The match was actually good, and Dark Order are a phenomenal tag team, and I, I was happy to see them again. I think they could make you and me look good in the ring, though, mate. I think they're fantastic. Yes, mate. But I do miss the creepers. I do miss the weird creeping part of the Dark Order thing. I didn't think I would, but I do miss the weird creepy perverts. Brody came in and fired them all. What have you been doing, Uno? Hiring <laughs> perverts? Stop it. Get rid of them. Uh, then we go. We roll into Griff versus Havoc. Um, so before things are ruined by other people watching media, I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get all my Griff comments out. Firstly, I was surprised that Griff is a real name because my little brother has a friend called Griff and I always assumed it was like a nickname. But no, that's an actual name. We've got him down as the fake Razor Ramon of Jungle Boy. Uh, we've got him down as 98 Jungle Boy as well. Um, yeah, it, it was an all right match, actually. Not too one-sided. Um, I'm pretty sure it will be removed soon, though. So uh, I'm, I'm willing to skip on if nobody else has anything else to say about I it. I think we should just skip on. I feel bad for Griff. I think the Sammy vlog, I think he's got a future. I think he'll make it. Yeah, I think he'll be part of the team soon enough. Uh, Skylar Moore versus Ford. Skylar needs a gimmick. It wasn't very smooth. Most of my comments uh, about dogs during this match. 
dogs. Oh, yeah, because they had the dog there. They had Oscar they? Sabian, the best part of Dark. <laughs> you and fucking dogs. Uh, do you have anything to say about Skyler versus uh, Ford, Morg? Uh, it was a good match. I still like Ford. It wasn't one of her best at better matches. Um, I was a little bit concerned about them having an animal at ringside, but I think being cuddled by Dad the entire time and kept well away from everything was the sensible way to do it. Um, I'm not entirely convinced they don't needed work with, to have the dog there. Don't have animals. Don't work with dogs or children. You know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Don't work with children or animals. Yeah, exactly. You shouldn't have them. But <laughs> don't have children. You heard it here, guys. <laughs> Uh, but it is a Pomeranian lap dog, so it is designed just to sit in someone's lap like that. So it's and I know. suppose without the big booming music, yeah, it's, without, it's not it's not Cody bringing a fucking uh, husky down to ringside with pyros going off. No, exactly. Anyway, uh, Anthony versus Sky. Uh, I was quite excited by this because Anthony has uh, been shown to have quite high stats. They're definitely keeping him. It was a bit slow for me at the start. Uh, Anthony did this cool spinning backslam fucking thing, which I thought kicked ass. It picked up a lot during the middle uh, towards the end from, uh, obviously, Scorpio Sky is just a fucking machine. He's beautiful. Uh, but, it was, yeah, good finish. A bit of a slow start for me, but everything was solid. I think they're going to keep that Anthony guy. He just needs a gimmick. So, overall, what score did you think Dark deserved? Oh, um, a very low C. A very low C. You can cut bits out and probably get a B out of it, if I'm honest. Yes. But, but if you, if you watch it, raining to watch. If I was to recommend any of the uh, selection to watch, if you didn't have much time, uh, I'd obviously go Bravalon versus SCU, and then the, the Ali and Brandy tag. match. I'd say. Yeah. Uh, and those were both really good. You could probably throw in the Dark Order and stuff for good for just good match, but you know you're not going to get any like real storyline out of it other than yeah, Uno's back. Ah, just bang my elbow. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Carry on. That's all right. So low C for Dark this week. Moving on, we move on to Dynamite. Dynamite opens uh, with Jr. Shivani and Excalibur on commentary. The first match: Kenny and Hangman versus the Natural Nightmares with Brandy for the Tag Team Championships, or as we like to call it, the right to face the best friends at Fighter Fest. Kenny and Hangman win with the last call. What did you both think of the match, and what score did you give it? Um, Dustin did a Hurricanrana. I actually like that. That's a lot better than his Canadian Destroyer. There was a nice fucking set of counter breaks back and forth. Brit's note wheel made me laugh, but I don't think I can count that in the actual ranking of the match. There were more than a couple of wobbly dances that bug, uh, that bug me. Oh, no, I'm stood here for the big move. Then he did the Canadian Destroyer again. I'm, I'm being overly critical. It was a really solid match. There was enough story, and I cared. And I think, for me, that sits at a solid B. It's a res 2. I had a few criticisms, uh, but overall, I was happy. It sort of came out of nowhere. Uh, yeah, it didn't I come think... out of nowhere, but, but you know, it's been built weirdly. Go on, Mule. I think that it was a really good match, to be fair. Uh, I really enjoyed it. I like the storytelling. I think Brandy's fantastic on the outside of the ring. You always see it giving 110 out there. Um, 
there was a lot of bleeping during this match from the commentators. Like it'd been commentated. I don't know what happened, but oh no, yeah, you're right. Now uh, this got mentioned by one of our um, regular question at askers that he was watching this and was like i the only thing i could make out was that maybe there's some kind of auto bleep this had also happened in dark i'd noticed yes um that maybe there's some kind of auto bleep and anytime they used a word beginning with f that was blatantly <laughs> not fuck um or something wrong or maybe there's somebody in the crowd shouting something yeah that's why it must have been also i was really uh... EW and production issues. Name, name more iconic duo. Carry on, Mule. Uh, I really like that QT pulled out the diamond cutter. Yep. So hopefully that story will end soon with Ali stealing it. I'm but, down with that. But, but yeah, solid B for myself as well. Yourself, Paul? A B. B. Oh, wicked. Really We're good match. Really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good fun um i after the long we watched um, dynamite in two halves which which i'm interested if that skews my vision on it but i don't on the whole um but after the dark i needed something like that big fast it's got kenny in it it's got hangman in it it's got dustin in it it's got qt in it it's gonna be a good match i really like brandy um and i, I think that ali is brilliant in this heel role at the minute yeah Awesome. Moving on from that, we had an Anna J video promo. Um, I don't, I didn't rank it. I don't know if you guys thought it was no. particularly good. Generic babyface. Generic babyface. Yeah, she's become a babyface. Uh, Anna J versus Abaddon. Um, Abaddon wins by pinfall. Uh, very quick match. I didn't want to give it a D though. No, I'm the same. As a moment, it was fucking phenomenal. Yeah. I was going more towards the A ranking because I think that got everybody talking about and Google searching this one wrestler that appeared in this. So I think it's, uh, I would say that it's a solid A, guys. As, as, a, as a match, I expect more from my matches. Of course. As a moment of wrestling entrance, like the eight is a horror effect that she had on her intro. Yeah. The fucking finisher is cool as shit. That low fucking hurricanrana face slam thing. Uh, Br Brit's message of this broad needs Jesus. That was beautiful. It led into Anna Jay joining the Dark Order. Uh, yeah, um, I was going to come to that in a moment. Yeah. We had a massive. The dark order. Nah, she's going. Her boyfriend's there. Um, oh, who's her boyfriend? Justin Vance. Ah. Which is why we wanted to, uh, something we'll discuss later. Don't worry. Um, yeah. No. Um, as a match, I if this was in any other situation, I'd probably have still given it a D for being a short one-sided stomp. As a moment in the show and an entry and a mislead, I'm honestly tempted to give it an A as well. I, I'm, I'm it's like a DA. I, I'm happy to back you up on that because yes, I think um, what it was was a very clever. Uh, we'd already seen Abaddon before uh, mm. against, and Hikaru Shida was. I mean, I remember thinking at the time Hikaru Shida was brilliant the way she sold it. Um, women are selling the gimmick. We've got a new women's wrestler with a fucking gimmick. Yes, yay! Man, who has come straight in? With a fucking gimmick. 
Dark uh, Order's probably getting a woman, something we said they should have. Yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, so, yeah, at the end, uh, Dark Order come out, give Colt what appears to be a contract, and then they help Anna Jay out of the ring. So we may see Anna Jay turn heel, and we may see their first female member. That, I think, is brilliant, because Dark Order should, more than anyone else, should be trying to control every single division. Yeah, 100%. Um, so you've got... So they need, um, I think, five or ten needs to be the one that heads towards challenging Cody. Um, so because they've got their tag team, they've got two tag teams. They've got, then they have some, and then you've got Brody Lee, who's their top guy going for the the main championship. Now it'll be five. Alan Angels had five phenomenal matches with Phoenix and uh, yeah, Jimmy. but um, sorry. Um, I thought as a, an introduction to Abaddon, who you were not expecting to be the person they were introdu introducing. Oh, no. They, they even get... Not even that. They did Anna Jay uh, in action tonight. And every other time they've done this character in action, they've been against no-name jobber and they've squashed them. They didn't yeah. even name Abaddon. It was like an extra fucking mislead from the social media team as well. Really clever. Yeah, <laughs> the only thing the, the only thing i have a small small tiny tiny issue with is because of the dark orders gimmick of we take people that lose they had to take anna jay but their name is the dark order and for fuck's sake why would they not want to badden yeah fair <laughs> come with us terrifying zombie woman yeah <laughs> Sorry, had, uh, to flip, I, had, to flip, yeah. had to flip my page in my notes. <laughs> so yeah, it's all right. We'd best move on, or we're going to talk about this woman forever. <laughs> yeah. So then we had MJF with Wardlow versus Billy Gunn with Colton and Austin Gunn. MJF wins using the diamond ring, um, which I think is hilarious. After that, there is a pull-apart brawl with Jurassic Express and MJF and Wardlow. What did you think of the match? What score did you give it? Uh, obviously some great comedy in here. I don't know if I went up with uh, overly high expectations, like the handshake with just, just Sportsman Chappelle. Um, uh, Billy coming back with him is over his shoulder. The camera crew did miss a few of like the, uh, the Wardlow punches and uh, cheeky bits. I think it was solid. Maybe it would have been better with a crowd of people to get more into the comedy. MJF always fucking sells like a rag doll and has a great time. Notice Billy Gunn shouted "Eat shit" before he did the fame master, though. I think it was solid. I don't think. I, I, I think maybe I hoped for more, or maybe they didn't gel as well as they could have. I gave it a C, and then it went dubsy dub, and I got excited. I think my favourite part of it was: uh, Does Billy Gunn had the highest constitution of anybody in AEW, or is it Darby Allen? Ooh. Who is the most indestructible? Yeah. Because he took a lot of beat in this match. But yeah, it was solid. It was a good way to show that the old stars are still tough, but, you know, the young up-and-comers can still beat them sort of thing. It was solid. I would have preferred Billy Gunn versus Wardlow, but that's me. But yeah, I was hoping for a tag. Yeah. Or a, a tornado tag of uh, the two. Also, Colton is a terrible name. I'm sorry, Colton. I've never heard it before, and I had to check it was a real name. I'm sorry. I don't like it. So things we have learned this week is that Colton and Griff are both real names. Um, yeah, I gave it a C. Um, it, it's, I've got to be honest, I like Billy Gunn. 
But for me, he was always the weakest link in DX. He's good. His favourite was Billy Gunn or the Road Dog, were they? Let's be honest here. Yeah, you know, but he well, was... my mate Tom in high school loved Road Dog. I, I, something I, wrong with him. I, I like Road Dog's promo work, and which was something they joked about when they did a DX reunion. Was like Billy Gunn was only allowed one line. Um, yeah, Billy's got a good look. Um, he's obviously working wonders backstage and he is phenomenal in the ring and he did exactly what he needed to do in this. This was one of the best Billy Gunn matches I've seen, I have to Oof. admit, um, in a long time, um, other than his old tag team stuff with Road Dog when they when they were just the New Age Outlaws. Um, I think is I spell my name. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I... Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. See, see across oh. the board. We're all, yeah, we're all on board so. this week. Everybody's on, on the same page. Interesting. Uh, next, we had a Le Sex Gods interview. Did you think it was worth a ranking? Uh, I just wrote good, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> it's getting to that level with them, let's be fair. They're just solid. They know how to work it. They're doing it well. It's just good. And then we had a Britt Baker interview. Did you rank this one? Yes. Uh, <laughs> go on, Mule. You're excited. Uh, I just wanted to bring back that you did miss out the best part of the first match where Britt was we winching up little notes to Tony through the whole thing. It was beautiful. Yes. You mentioned the Abaddon one of this broad needs Jesus. <laughs> fucking uh, made me I love the, the friendship timeout with Tony was just beautiful. As soon as he mentioned any other rest, female wrestlers, she just can't just turned off the where to Stephanie move moment from like the undertaker with big swole, basically driving her away was fantastic. Also, I really enjoyed this. It was an A for me, but I'm a mark yeah. for Brit now. I'm with a uh, Muir just because not only is it giving us good Brit, which we've now become accustomed to, if I'm honest, uh, it gave a swole character work and the fact she exactly. just fucking up and story. This show, in fact, the last like two, this and dark have been really good for the uh, women's after we've complained. Season two is really bringing it back around. Uh, did you enjoy it, Morg? I, I thought the ending was fucking hilarious. I thought Brit was awesome. Um, I, I would only have given it probably a, a B. Um, but when you team it up with the second half of it is when it gets its A for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. We'll come on to that in a bit. Well, I'm sure. I'm we can write the others two together. <laughs> yeah. That, that's what turned it into an A was, yes. was the two together because I gave it a full segment. Um, I really enjoyed this. I thought, it's, like you say, there was character work. We saw something from Swole, um, which gave her something a bit different. And it's a continuation of this other feud. Most importantly, it's not about the fucking championship. That exactly. she thing. You should be feuding amongst yourselves to get the position to have the right to face Sheeda. And I'm very happy with who is facing Sheeda. Very and happy with it. Just dragging in more characters into her storyline as well, which is the best thing it can do to just expand the other characters also. So, yeah, it's just solid. So um, then we had the TNT Open Challenge match. Cody versus a mystery opponent. Arn and Cody cut an in-ring promo, uh, mainly Arn. Then we had a Ricky Starks promo. He's our uh, mystery opponent. Cody versus Ricky Starks. Cody wins with the crossroads. What did you think of the match and what score did you give it? 
Uh, well, from first point, I really enjoyed the in the ring stuff of Cody saying, "Am I still in the elite, the Nightmare Family?" I thought that was quite nice. So him and Arn always do like this little two-man stage show thing, and I like it. I was obviously as weird indie man excited to see uh, NWA DDT star Ricky Stark show up. His intro, his intro music is kick ass. Um, loads of really good wrestling. There was a brutal rope slam on uh, Cody where he just fucking hammered him into it uh the cheeky arm help was cool i did spot the headbang oh no the headbang was in the first one it was a face slam in this one but there were just some brilliant sequences uh starks spear is like a meteor he might actually be able to um rival trent uh and he didn't even look tired at the end of the match like i looked at him he just looked like he decided you know it was time to lose a lay down i was like he's not even breathing that hard the man's like a machine it was just solid wrestling uh really good wrestling a b probably only held back from an a by not being in like an interconnected story for me if i'm honest mr mio it was solid wrestling you know when you've got cody in the ring every match is going to be solid to good I, I don't think he ever does a bad match, generally. Uh, him itching his face with four fingers is really awkward whenever he does it. I'm just going to put it out there. We know what's coming, mate. But you can't itch yourself with four fingers. Who itches themselves with four fingers? You know? Uh, Jake Hager watches TV like he's on WWE. No, you know, I, was awkward... I was impressed because Jake Hager watched television properly. He did like that. He, front of it. he was stood in front yeah. of it. Yeah, he didn't have his body facing towards the yeah. the show. Twenty degree angles yeah. from the TV. Yeah, but you said everything. Stark's solid. You know, it's a He's solid match. Yeah, I can't really say much more on it, to be honest. It's good. So, yeah, this was the. So at the end of this was when we finished our first nights watching. Um, yeah, yeah, it's a good match. Um, um, B, I didn't know who Ricky Starks was. Um, but yeah, again, I agree with you guys. I think it was, it's Cody. Have we ever given a Cody match a C? We don't think have. so. Not in a long while. Yeah, not in a long time. Three star general. Yeah. He's just, Come on. Oh, I'd know, say he's, he's above. I'd say he's actually a four star general. Freeze That's pushing that. Well, if you look at our ranking, a five star match is an A. Yeah. Because an S is something that goes. I should have written five all these match. And Cody nearly completely yeah, gets a B. I would say he's a four-star general. You are guaranteed a C. You are never going to get yeah. below a C. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I think in actuality, Cody is actually a four-star general. Hmm. Maybe so. Or he's at least our B-ranked champion. Yes, our B-ranked champion. It it keeps the belt exciting as well because now it's like, ooh, someone from the outside can come challenge for the belt. I know that it was always shown that that would happen, said that that would happen, but now it's shown. It's good to see. Yeah. Yeah, I particularly like that. Um, So moving on from that, we had the Super Bad Squad with Penelope Ford versus the Young Bucks. Young Bucks win with a double knee strike. What do you think of the match? What score did you give it? 
feel a little bit sad now that uh, yeah. I know that this is going. Uh, I didn't like their music anyway. I did like British lads giving the fingers. The hidden pliers were cool. Um, Butcher and the Blade looked beautiful. I was Nick- when I was playing and spoiled how the butcher looked on this show for Strange before he got to our lab. Sorry, I don't normally do spoilers, but you have to see how he looks. I I, I want to give special shout out because he was wearing a Nine Inch Nails t-shirt. Yeah, uh, he is a metal band man. I love their little white beanies. Uh, going on criticisms of the match, I've been hit by a wet floor sign multiple times, and it doesn't hurt that much. Uh, <laughs> In fact, we've all worked in kitchens. We're bound yep. to have all been hit with wet floor signs. Yes. Yes. But things hurt more in wrestling and steel trays. And uh, Matt ate a lot of shit, didn't he? Nick's but, long over-the-top sequences. Nick's always got to come back, mate. It's always Matt yeah. that eats the shit so Nick can come in and feel good about himself. Really picked up at the end. Uh, I did write, how dare they use a Kamigoye. Uh, then it went a bit dubsy-dub. And we had the stereo-assisted pile driver moves. That's two now, Morg. You said that it wasn't going to be a permanent thing. I think it is going to be their finisher. I think they're not. No! I think I they're would... going to use the spiked pile driver. No! Um, with current news, I was going to say it was a good build to the 4v4, but I don't know what they're going to do with this storyline now. So, Yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't did turn actually... around to the Raptor and go. So when when FTR came in to make the save, well, I I called that. Yes, <laughs> yes, you did. You did. Um, I'm 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 liking FTR more. They're growing on me a bit. I, I I think I need to see more of them actually, like in action. They're another sort of stone coldy sort of gimmick, but with rules. From what I can tell, you know, roam about and be the. Uh, I think um, they're more like a mercenaries almost. They're almost like guys are just coming in for the paycheck. They're just here because they want to show off good wrestling and beat people up. Yeah. They still came out to stop dishonor from happening in the ring. Yeah, true. That's just because they're playing baby faces at the minute until they're inevitable. The turn. four horsemen. Until... Well, they're the tag team and the four horsemen with Cody and Sean Spears. Ooh. Ooh. Yes. Oh, oh, I like that. Because all the old <laughs> boys love them, so they would be yeah. giving them their seal of approval to be in the Four Horsemen. Who's, who, whose tag team finisher are they using again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, oh, I like OD. that. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Um, uh, I did really enjoy this match. Um, I enjoyed the beat down the end. Uh, as far as FTR goes, I think they're going to keep growing on you. Their gimmick is basically they're an old school tag. They are fists, not flips. So they're yeah. an old school style tag team. That is their gimmick. And Fists Not Flips was their comeback to FTR. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to be very angry when they um, meet Phoenix. Oh, yes. Uh, so, and what about Pack? <laughs> Shit. So, uh, what, oh, what score did you give the match? I actually forgot to rank this, and now I feel bad ranking it. What did you give it? I North? gave it a B. I thought I it was it. solid, and it gave a good storytelling of building this story, which now in future circumstances, that story's going nowhere, but it was, you know, good build at the time, if you know what I mean. Yeah, B plus from me. I actually had to put a plus because high B, high B. Uh, I'm going to give it a B as well then because I forgot to rank it, and if I forgot to rank it, it's not an A, but uh, I remember it being really good. Even though I only said negative things about it, that's because I know you guys 
get really excited about good things so i have to pick up pick on wrestlers who trip and stuff so um after that we had a taz and cage promo did you think it deserved a rank or was it just a good promo didn't rank it but i've got some comments on it uh cage is he has a friend-shaped face i'm sorry he's like he's like new broly in dragon ball z he, he's too smiley his promo game isn't great like he stumbled a bit. he got he got he got all his words out he, he stumbled a bit but he's trying but because he looks he looks so friendly uh i kind of let him off <laughs> does is, is, does anybody else get like that vibe from the program like it's not great but he's trying look at him with his little Lord, he's out on his first muster trying his best yeah with his massive body next to dr robotnik i think that um of the people that have a a legend as a talker uh, cage is the one that needs one the most although oh, definitely. we know cage can cut a promo uh, we've seen him cut good promos in lucha underground I saw saw him watch uh, punch a man's match. head off. Uh, yes, he did punch a man's head off. I watched him in an interview, not an interview, uh, in an indie match. Um, he cut a great promo at the end about the flippy guys, when Austin Aries then calls him out and goes, "Yeah, but but if you were so great and big, then how come you just lost to Ricochet in this match?" Uh, <laughs> uh, but yes, I think of the the three, the, the bunch of guys that have a manager. Definitely. Definitely. Cage is the Most. one where it was it has been done right, and Taz has been on fire as a as a manager at oh, the mate. moment. As a Taz talker. is great. I love the depression off between Kaz and Mox. It's really making the Mox grow on me. The depression off. No, I'm the saddest one of us too. <laughs> so <laughs> beautiful. Following that, we had a Mox promo. What did you think of the Mox promo? And again, did you give it a rank? I think it was good. Um... I don't think it was as good as some of his other stuff. It seemed to be a little bit more like lower and like darker as opposed to I'm a fucking crazy man. Yeah. So I didn't rank it. Uh, I just can't help but think that Taz and Cage are more are more face shaped than Moxley is. Yeah. And I really hope that uh, I said this last week. I hope that when Ta uh, when Cage is fighting Moxley and he goes to do, do the drill claw and Moxley gets out, he's ready and he's like, aha. Fuck you, Cage. I'm Moxley, the baddest man ever. I hope Cage puts him in his... He was like, oh, I'll actually have to use my real finisher. What? Oh. The Weapon X. Because that's the only time I've seen a move with that much setup, which I believe that man is strong enough to literally tie me around him. Yes. Into that position. Sorry, I'm getting excited about Cage doing the Weapon X. No, it's yeah, fine. But now we have to move something that I'm excited about. The second half of the Brit promo. <laughs> so, go, go, right. So, yes, we had the second Brit Baker video segment. I think we've already agreed that this is an A overall. Go on, Mr. Muir. Oh, I love this story. Just appearing out the fucking bin like Oscar the Grouch with her makeup looking like Alice Cooper with a banana, banana skin on her head. Saying she'd been in there for six hours. It's just so good. Her firing and rehiring rebel because she couldn't get out the bin oh it's just perfect story i love the the you're fired what i'm free, <laughs> I'm yes. free. i can't wait for her to be in a match because she's a wrestler from what i understand yeah she is so uh that's blatantly coming at some point there's so there's so many possibilities and things going on with the women's uh division if you said i'd say this two months ago i'd have laughed at you they've been like ha 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 I just must think it must be funny in Adam Cole's Brit's house. It's like, what did you do today, honey? Well, I defended the NXT champion belt. What did you do? I screamed in a bin. 
<laughs> Adam Cole going, I can't wait for my uh, contract to end. Has he, has he still not resigned? I've not heard that he has. Oh, oh, old. The evil power couple of AEW. He's not going to be a heel if he turns up. Not straight away. No chance. So after that, Matt Hardy joins the commentary. Uh, we then have the Sex Gods versus Best Friends for the Best Friends tag title shot. The Best Friends win, and then Cassidy, uh, Orange Cassidy comes out and beats down Jericho. What did you think of the match? What score did you give it? I mean, I obviously love this. Uh, did everyone else notice Sammy's actually learned the, so the words to the intro song? Yes. It was less annoying this time. I mean... Um, I mean, it'd be better when he doesn't. I, f I prefer it when he's making more of a mockery of it. But that's it was me. too awful last time. I don't it know. I love it. I hated it. Uh, my top comment is Japan Trent is here. <laughs> As we... Uh, the match was mostly Trent this time. Chucky didn't seem to get in that much, which obviously made me sad. Um, one of my other comments is if Matt Hardy tells me about Sammy's potential and the fact he needs to get him away from Jericho one more time, I'm going to scream. Uh, no, like, I appreciate what I, he was getting over. I, I have to bring up here that the Raptor has decided that the match required is a ladder match between Chris yes. Jericho and Matt Hardy for the custody of Sammy Guevara. <laughs> Mate, if they did that, I'd fucking piss my power. I would be the most excited man on it the planet. It would be beautiful. Let's not get it wrong here. Um, uh, I think going on, go on. I think it's a bit unfair on Tony Khan making you know wrestlers do double duties even when they're injured, being the cameraman. I think it's a bit unfair, yeah. you know. Don't they yeah, have a union or anything? <laughs> but, we all look. Uh, we all approve of how quickly Chucky e. T can pull off a Falcon Arrow, though. Yes. Like, there's no setup. He just goes, you're in a falcon. He's done the deed. <laughs> Sorry, Morg, were you going to say something? I got excited about falcon arrows over No, here. no, no. Carry on. Trent sells like fuck. He always does that cool corner roll thing. He loves that. Trent has the possibly the most hit points out of most uh, AEW wrestlers. He's definitely up there with Pentagon. On, uh, well, Pentagon and... just resets his health points if he's away from combat for five seconds. Yeah, yeah, he, he does go for a bit, but then even when the camera goes away, it comes back. It's like when you leave a zone in a computer game for too long and you come back and the monsters have respawned. Uh -huh. uh, I obviously really enjoyed this, especially with the uh, little after moment. Orange Cassidy's Superman punches the titties. Uh, I noticed the cameraman trip uh, Sammy before it was meant. Uh, yeah, well, Sammy, before I it was meant. Yeah, and then I was like, "Oh, has he just done like a botch or something?" They're covering it. Then it played through. And I was like, "Whoa!" So, I've, as normal, I've dropped it down a grade because it's a best friends match, and I've only given it a B. I gave oh. it an A. Wicked A, it is. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was gonna say there was something that I wanted to bring up. Oh no, it's gone. Doesn't matter. Don't you have notes for this? I do have notes for this, but it was gone. The thing yeah, I was going to say. Some of this comes, happens on the fly. Uh, what score did you yeah. give it, Mr. Muir? I gave it a B because I always have to down rank best friends <laughs> matches also because I love fun. So an A it is then. Yes! At last. 
Actually, no, I think we've had May before. <laughs> I'm have. just glad that best friends didn't lose because yeah. if, they if they'd lost have lost their title shot, I'd have been upset. Uh, yeah, I was I was worried at the moment, and I would have been annoyed if that had been the storyline. Uh, so overall, uh, this week's dynamite looking like a B to me. Uh, we've got three A's, three B's, and a C. I reckon with the storytelling and the women's promos and stuff, we can probably give this uh, episode an A. It was a really good episode. I think there for you the whole go. episode with the continuous storytelling and the improvement of the women's angles, I think it's got to be given an A. It's got to, they're giving us what we want. You've got to, to give the people what they want. You beat me to it. Yes. So I'm this, always ready. <laughs> this week's Dynamite, we ranked an A. Uh, so we definitely think you should go and watch it. So that is the end of our reviews, Mr. Strange. So this is normally where we'd roll into questions, but uh, alas, for the first week in quite a few weeks, actually, we don't have any questions. So uh, obviously we want them. It uh, gives us a lot of discussion outside of our circle, lets us think about things, makes us uh, sometimes sometimes puts us on the spot with things we're uncomfortable with or uninterested in or overly interested in. So if you've got any questions, please do send them through to wrestleopinionated at gmail.com or WrestleOP, or one word, on Facebook, where we uh, can get them from there, or WrestleSpaceOP1 uh, on Twitter, which uh, you'll get me... Is, I don't know if there is a space in that. I may have written it wrong in the show notes. Oh, God damn it, Morg. One second, I'll check on my phone. One second, uh, if you're listening to us, this is uh, me on my phone. It's important Can't content even... that we got to give the people. It's, it's important. Um not very good at Twitter. I'm still sort of learning. Caveman. It's WrestleOP1, all one word on Twitter. And if you comment in there, I I actually check that like daily. So I will probably talk back to you and my name, negotiate from there. So yeah, send through your questions. We enjoy having different things to talk about, possible bookings, all manner of different things. Send it through <laughs> to uh, those addresses. Okay, I'm ready. Go on, guys. Are you ready? Right, so we don't have an angry rant for this week because, uh, in all honesty, it's been quite difficult for me to get uh, particularly angry about anything which is, A, could be taken in a comedic light, uh, B, uh, I don't think we should rant about anything in light no. of all the terrible things that are happening. It's, it, it would be belittling of actual Situation. important things. So instead, we have a challenge for Morg. Uh, this is the uh, What Can Morg Book Challenge. We've done several uh, fantasy bookings, and Morg always wins because he's better at it than me and Muir now. So we had a talk, didn't we, Muir? Yes, we did. Uh, we had to book, give you two wrestlers to book. Uh, and we had a good think of who it could have been. Who were we going to give you, Morg? Because obviously we thought about CM Punk. Then we went, nah, not yet. He's not ready for that one yet. <laughs> Give him time. You think you haven't already got that one? <laughs> exactly. I put forward 98 Kane. Um, I think my favourite suggestion to really make it hard for you was you have to book fake Razor Ramon and fake Diesel. <laughs> As legit characters. But but we, we came down to fairness, didn't we? Um, I, I came up with a woman's wrestler for you to book in. So uh, the first one. The easier one. We decided we'd give you an easier one and a more challenging one. And your suggestion for the more challenging one is brilliant, if I'm honest. So from me, 
You get Ty of Valkyrie. Okay. okay. And from mine, it's Ray Ray Mysterio Jr. But <laughs> you have to book a good storyline where Dominic looks powerful and gets over with the crowd. Because we all know that Ray's only wrestling to put over his son at the moment, so you have to get his son over while booking it. Okay. And for this moment, we've uh, we've prepared a small chat to give you uh, give you five minutes to have a think. <laughs> Your five minutes start now. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. We've not done this before. You ready, Morg? Are you happy with the things you've got? Do you have any questions? No, no, no. I'm quite happy. He's going for it. Right. So, Nick, recently we saw Anna Jay uh, join the Dark Order, where we know her boyfriend, um, Preston Vances. We had a better idea for those I two mean, together. It was so disappointing to see the storyline be crushed like this. But I also think it could be a sleeper agent's job where she uses her magic to get 10 oh, out to be... They could pull it back. Yes. So originally we thought uh, Anna Jay was an evil magician. Obviously, as we've seen from her current new promo, it's more of a showstopper thing. But I still think she looks like a stage magician. And I still think we can roll with this. Maybe she can learn some card tricks or something. If they can give Matt Hardy teleportation powers, they can make her look like she has magic. Let's be honest here. Yeah, you're not wrong. Right. So our, our suggestion is... Uh, Anna Jay, the stage magician. Now, what do stage magicians have, Nick? Beautiful assistant, don't they? And do we know any... any... <laughs> I'm laughing at my own... <laughs> the, the shitness of this. Yes, we do know a beautiful assistant that she could have. Somebody she's close to. Maybe, maybe her boyfriend. Maybe someone that currently has a dashing coat on. Preston Ten Vance. This is what we think would be the superior story. We've always seen the magician with the beautiful assistant. We've seen, what's the famous English? Uh, yeah, he is English, or is he Welsh? Paul Daniels and uh, the beautiful Debbie McGee. Either way, the names come through. Um, and we always know that the traditional wizard has a beautiful assistant whose job it is there to look beautiful. Why can't Preston Vance do this? I Why mean, not? It, I mean, it would have been a great storyline, but I still think that they can sneak him out. She can rescue him from the Dark Order now with her wizard powers and get him back on track, you know? He, he gives up wrestling to be a better person, but is still lurking around the ring like a 1980s valet reversed. I mean, I would love to see that gimmick more, where it's just a shit-tier bloke that's out trying to help their girlfriend or whatever. Because, you know, it's always the, oh, look, it's the buxom blonde coming out to help their wrestling mate. Yeah, why, why can't it just be some buff dude that's come out to help his girlfriend, you know? Also, it can tie into the thing I really want, which is a buff dude who's the assistant who occasionally punches people and slams people, but isn't a wrestler in the company. Yeah. So when they're like, I challenge you to a match, he's like, sorry, mate, not a wrestler. <laughs> Fuck you. It's going to come beat you up. It's going to come beat you up and hit you with a chair and shit. So, yes, that's uh, our alternative uh, mid-tier booking of Anna Jay with her beautiful, massive assistant. Preston I've Vance. now got to try and beat this, because <laughs> that is <laughs> I've spent most of my time here laughing. Right, so I'm going to do the one I think is the easier book first, which is interesting, because right. it's not the one you thought was easier. Oh! oh. So, 
what we need first is we need somebody who can go on an absolute rampage and i'm going to pick mr lance archer so lance archer is on his standard rampage he can he is just destroying guys absolutely destroying them every week he's throwing somebody out and then one week he comes out and a figure flies out and it's young mr mr young mr mysterio Ooh. so yeah dominic is the one who comes flying out because they've been backstage maybe earlier on we've had a bit of a thing so we've made a big thing about ray coming to aw because obviously that's quite important yeah and i'm doing this on the fly so ray coming to me to um aw there's no point in hiding it this isn't one of those surprise no um one of those surprise entrants that i i quite like booking um so there's been a big thing about it and it's dominic who gets chucked out uh lance comes out for his match um against uh it doesn't matter it can be another random jobber obviously halfway through lance's match though in fact let's not have it against a random jobber let's have it against somebody important so somebody like do, do, do baby face who no <laughs> so it's against orange cassidy oh so lance is going through the most and then all of a sudden coming flying out of the ring but the ref's got his back turned because he's dealing with jake roberts who's maybe laying the boot in on dominic comes ray 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 slides into the ring trips lance spin round six one nine puts lance on his ass orange crawls over covers lance at which point the ref turns around sees it one two three orange cassidy pins lance archer because of what ray mysterio did now this puts lance on absolute total and utter absolute murder hawk so any time that ray is backstage and dominic dominic is getting destroyed so we're building up lots and lots of sympathy for dominic during this um and we're getting the crowd hopefully over with him but at the same time every now and again we're going to get to see him do some get some fire back within this so this goes on obviously we're then going to have lance archer versus ray mysterio that is going to be a fantastic match it will be a chance for lance archer to show his stuff off against somebody who has a massive hit point bar for a small guy and a guy who can do amazing comebacks so it's fairly believable we have seen Rey mysterio yep. through the years fight big guys and he he's is, really good he is the guy who overcomes big guys that is his thing so obviously him and lance have a really good and, I, and i'm thinking possibly maybe our first match with those two we actually have a 20 minute time limit and we have a 20 minute draw our second 20 minute draw oh it's good so Lance is now really, really pissed. So he gets, so they have to have a rematch because it was a draw. And this time, the person who comes flying out at the beginning is not a member of backstage crew. This time it's Ray. And Lance is not fucking about. Mm. We continue on and Lance this time starts destroying and he, he puts him in the everybody dies claw and he is just hammering Ray's head 
into the mat. Obviously, we've seen that Lance will actually do this really safely, so we know that Ray isn't going to actually get a concussion from it. Yeah. And we're working on that assumption that, that Lance, we know Lance is really safe, to the point that Dominic gets handed a towel by Jake Roberts and throws oh. the towel in. Oh. Now, this immediately is nuclear heat for Dominic. And then we start seeing little backstage segments where just before Dominic goes in to apologize to his dad, he's talking to Jake. Uh. So you're getting this thing. This then we can build this up for Dominic's inevitable heel turn on his father. Leading... I thought for courtesy of you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Um, inevitable heel turn on his father, siding with Jake, who's actually going to give him the training and the positioning his father never did. We also now have oh. the safety that if Dominic isn't a great talker, you've got Jake to talk for him. We then book it. Eventually, we will have Ray versus Dominic. Dominic will go over, possibly through screwy interference by Lance Archer. That's actually really good. I didn't think you'd book Dominic as the as the heel. I knew I thought you'd booked uh, Dominic as like the the leading poppy character of Edgy. I did not expect a heel turn. That's really solid. I love that. Yeah, fair play. So now the harder one. Okay. Um. Right, I've got it. So On another um, couple of minutes. No, 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 <laughs> no. So um. This requires a face turn by a different team. Um, so the Dark Order, um, with their new female sidekick, so 10, 5, and 6, whatever we're calling her, yeah. um, Anna Jay, are running roughshod. And somehow the people that they've got in their sights are the hybrid two. So okay. we have the hybrid two. Yeah, no, I see. <laughs> carry on. I see where this is going, but let's carry on. So the hybrid two, we'll have a baby face turn from them due to the Dark Order. I think we can build that up. We know um, they're flippy as hell. Um, they can be really good cocky baby faces. We know Angelico is a fantastic baby face. Um, and the problem they keep having all the time is the fact that whichever members of the Dark Order are out there, so whether it's Evil Uno and Grayson, or whether it's um, uh, 5 and 10, or the other two whose name is just escaping me right now. Oh, uh, John Silver and uh, Alex Reynolds. Yes, Silver and Reynolds. Whichever ones they're facing, they're always actually tossed the match by the interference of Anna Jay. So they have their one way to overcome this. And their one way is they're going to bring in some backup. And you just bring Tyre in that way. And you have the Tyre and the Hybrid 2, and we have another small faction. And they can then... Well, they, they probably can't go on. Okay, so we're in fantasy booking land where everything isn't terrible. Oh, yep. And we can then have the three-way match, the six-way tag match with Super Bad Squad with Penelope versus Hybrid 2 and Tyre. And I think that will be a fantastic match, which can then lead on to Tyre and Penelope feuding, uh, leading on to Tyre being able to set up to take the AEW Women's Championship when she 
she's such a monster and she's so I, I reckon she'd make herself the queen of the hybrid too i, I was just yeah. leaving queen tire with all of her fucking over extravagant shit on a big throne with the hybrid too yes Amazing. yeah i like that so there you go that's my booking on the fly you've done well done, Morg. Are you, are you happy with it? That, well we are done. happy with you. It's going to get harder next time we have to do this. If I'm not angry next week, you're getting something awful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad it wasn't book 98K versus 98K. <laughs> that was our first idea. <laughs> 98K versus Dr. Isaac Yankum. <laughs> Son of a bitch. <laughs> That one is probably actually easier to do, other than the obvious issue problem. Yeah, obviously, obvious issue. That one is probably easier to do. Um, you can do that as a Faces of Mick Foley thing and almost like a Faces of Matt Hardy thing. Yeah, fair. Where I bring in modern Kane, having, well, identity, having identity crisis between the three. And because you can just stick yeah. a mask on a big guy, Lance Archer could play 98 Kane. Anybody could, yeah. Lance yeah, has yeah, got the build and size. Um, and you could have an identity crisis storyline. It would be a very self-contained storyline for one person. It's all right, because everybody loves 98K, most powerful of the case. <laughs> so now it's time for our weekly discussion, which I've just realized I've spelt wrong in the show notes. Um, and this is, a, this is a weird one. It was something we were discussing yesterday in our production meeting. And it's almost a little morbid. Uh, yeah, I, I, I want to be careful how I word this. So... I've reworded it as minor, but it's yes. are minor injuries actually good for fans slash wrestlers? Now, this is taking into account the fact that there's a lot of wrestling going on, there's a lot of exposure, and we don't mean anything that is in any way career ending. Something that takes you out for a couple of months that you're going to completely heal from. Yes, we, we wish no harm amongst uh, upon the talent we we you know dedicate an hour and a half every Sunday to talking about. In fact, we want them to be healthier. Yeah. So, it's however, very... <laughs> it, it it ain't ballet. Injuries do happen. But I'll start with the easiest um, the easiest one from a few weeks ago. Not even the big one. Uh, we were slowly winning our way back round to Brit. We'd seen her do some good shit. And then she had a, a, a nosebleed in a match. I don't know if it was a broken nose or whatever. Broken nose but she, was she It looked so badass with her, like, fucking looking crazy. It, went, it instantly went viral in the wrestling world. Uh, she got a T-shirt of it. Instantly, there was a pop for, now we know she's like a manic heel asshole, basically. Bad, she got her nose broken. But did look badass. You know, that's that's a nice warm-up. There we are. I think you can... Like, careers have been made on injuries. If you actually look back down on it, like, if Nia Jax hadn't potatoed, you know, Becky Lynch, would we ever have had the man? That's more of a morgue one. Yeah. But, um, you know, yeah. would we? Would she ever develop into that character that wasn't just Charlotte Flair's shadow? You know? um, I think that she would have, but I think that was the moment that really sealed it. Was her. Her. Yeah. It was much. It, it, the, the Britt Baker one is a very similar situation. They're almost parallels. Um, both broken noses, both stood there, blood streaming down their faces. Britt looking crazy, Becky looking strong. Um, 
certainly those kind of things I think do. Um, there is Brit's leg. Brit's leg has led on to Brit being the funniest and best, and we've got her character across. She's okay, developing yep. other wrestlers while out with other people have to interact with her in a yep. non-wrestling way. So Swole gets to kidnap her. Yep. Um, and we're getting more. This is a, like a little bit more on the sort of. Uh, we, they had to bring in more female talent to push to uh, fill the gaps. You know, they've had to improvise, and they've improvised real fucking well. Like, yeah. Go on. Mr. But it also goes on the other side of overexposure. We always take the cheap shots at Charlotte Flair, but one of her comments was, I'm always on there because I'm always there. And that's not a good thing. We don't want you to always be there. We want to get excited when you go away, you know, and then come back. That's as a wrestling fan. I love the big pop when someone returns. I'm going to pop like mad when I see Pac back, you know? I was, yeah, I was about to say, I mean, so another way to look at it, um, if we don't want to look at it necessarily as injuries, is has this, the current situation, is that going to be good for a bunch of guys? And I think so, because I think that people are going to be, I think they need to be very careful when they do their first show with the crowd. Just use the guys you've been using now. Don't bring everybody back. No, indeed. Straight away. Bleed them back everyone, in. Everyone, feed them back. Is Everyone's going to be excited to be at a wrestling a show so everyone's getting a pop no matter what yeah 100 percent um there's, there's oh. none of that guys are not getting a pop and then you bring um death triangle in and you that's literally just wrote that down on my notes i was like death triangle yeah i'll i'll lose my pants and that's uh two well two and a half we've already seen phoenix a bit back at the same time one though it's gonna be death square yuka's coming <laughs> <laughs> um <laughs> gotta believe yeah, so when we see these people coming, you know, feeding back in, like um, the hybrid two, they're going to get a pop. So I think that going away for a bit, and also um, hopefully, what, now what AEW will do and will be sensible is all these guys that have had storylines and been getting their wins, give them a bit of time off. No, <laughs> that's not going to happen. Uh, but it's a good way to not oversaturate one of the problems wwe has is the oversaturated product where you never get any chance to um and, and i kind of stole this it's something that adam wilborn from what culture mentioned sometimes is he says the same thing and it, it's kind of almost where i stole the idea for this discussion when i mentioned it to you guys yesterday plagiarism a uh, little bit it's, I'm joking. it's all right he has mentioned it you know he never wishes anyone an injury but Sometimes he thinks it's re you do think it's it's actually it's not bad for you. If Cody well, if Cody got an injury, uh, Matt and Nick getting Nick being off television for a while was brilliant, and you had a storyline about it. And AW seems to be very good at keeping people in the mind's eye when they've got an injury, send putting a storyline in it. I know Nick's was I believe was actually paternity leave and was a fake was injury. Leave, yes, but um, on the other I can go hand, the other. I was going to use Brian Cage as an example because he was meant to be with our AEW much earlier. Mm, yes, uh, his bicep was kicked off by Rob Van Dam, and so that had to heal. And if he'd have come back earlier, because it was a yeah, it would have been about the same point as Lance and Brody showing up. Would we have cared for seeing another Juggernaut man show up at the same point as Brody? Brody was just before Lance. Yes. 
Well, uh, we would have, us three, but I don't think the wider audience would have cared. I, I think personally, us three would have been much less interested in Brody Lee. I would have been oh, less God, interested yeah. in Lance Archer. Yeah, exactly. He'd have cost that, but actually being able to come out to this fancy ladder match and stuff gave him more of a pop. And, you know, I'm glad the man's healthy and is incredibly monstrous arms have, have healed and i'm sorry terrible things happened to him and it probably hurts but you know a lot more people are like whoa cage than possibly if he'd walked in, in the middle of a juggernaut season yeah we just need um on the other hand you've got people like chris statlander that's also injured and we haven't seen anything from her apart from being on the AEW podcast and you know so is she going to get pushed is she going to have little bits because she needs them to keep you know in people's minds i would say you know they just need oh, they she... just need to take the old bte sketches with yes. uh the best friend sorry morgan went straight over you there because they were in my mind um there's you've got the other flip there though with chris statlander you've got the other side of that where she was over she is over. She's going to be strongly over. The women's division is growing. She was one of the few characters in the women's oh, division. Just let her settle then, you think. Just leave her. Because she'll be she'll get a pop when she comes back anyway. Yes. She will get yeah, a, but she will get a huge pop. She will be missed. And she's yeah. someone you can bring in for that surprise championship match against um Penelope or Brit when they've taken the title off um Shida. She, yeah. She's a baby face that can come in and get a pop without having to bring a baby face from outside. And if you're bringing a baby face in from outside, you need to be stealing one of the four horsewomen if you want to get a massive pop. Use your yeah. homegrown one. That's going to give you the, the big pop. That makes complete sense. Fair. Who are the four horsewomen? Uh, Bailey, Sasha, Becky, and Charlotte. <laughs> I vote for Bailey and Sasha. Oh, no mate, way. I'd love to have Bailey. Bailey. Yes, mate. <laughs> that is the... Um, the little black-haired lass. Yes, cool. Thank yeah, you. She's real good. Oh, or Sasha. Sasha's, Sasha's good. also good. But Sasha's I prefer real good. Uh, all I know is Sasha's got a mad Twitter game. That's all I know. Um, yes, but Becky really Becky's, gets on with the. Becky's got the best Twitter game. Well, I'm sick of Becky, though. Sadly, yeah. I can only watch so many. So many people be a. Uh, cool yet fiery winner who's great at everything and saying they're cool until I hate them. And I think if I saw her more in person, I'd probably start to dislike her more. <laughs> Sorry. No, Becky just has has absolute top quality Twitter game. Yeah, I'll have to have a poke. Then, yeah. But then you have Bailey, who's good friends with, you know, The New Day and Big E. So we could get that Big E as well. <laughs> Biggie versus Brian Cage. Oh, oh, too, oh, oh. too much meat. That's yeah. too much meat in one arena. <laughs> but I think we're getting Are a bit they? off topic here. No, we're so, never off topic when we're talking about the new day. Sorry, so, yeah, um, overall, as, as as horrible as it is, a an injury can actually, we think, can actually not be as bad a thing as it might be. But a lot of it depends on the company you're working for. Uh, especially if you come back with the Kevin Nash fake cast up so you can jump into a fight when somebody rips on your broken leg. Or it could be like Finn Balor and you're just never seen again. You get injured once and that's it. You're gone. Finn ba have, they, have they not been pushing Finn fucking Balor? They uh, didn't. So as soon as he got the belt. Oh, 
more can tell this better than I So can. he got the belt, got injured by Seth um, with the same move that he put Sting out with. It's not entirely Seth's fault, but it's the buckle bomb is not brilliant. Uh, Vince wanted to push him to the moon. He was going to be their top baby face, Finn was. And he completely lost. It's typical Vince. He then completely lost face to him because he was just another small guy that got injured. Oh, God. Oh, God. Well, Finn's, got, Finn's got his dream. Finn's back in his favorite wrestling promotion. He's back in a JPW. <laughs> no, I, sorry to say, He's as much as yeah, NXT. Um, Finn is Finn. He did not want to go up to the main roster. Can't Fair. Play. I mean, and obviously, living in Japan's pretty difficult if you're not Japanese. Or you are Japanese. I think probably NJPW. I think if you turned around and specifically said to him without him spinning a line, but at the time he was saying or suggesting in things that he wasn't that bothered about going up to the main roster because he was so happy with what they were doing in NXT. And at that time, that was when NXT was really on fire. It'll have yeah. another cycle. It'll come on fire again. It'll so They'll have a great set of, a new set of tag teams will come up. Because NXT works on that kind of cycle. The issue now, though, are NXT going to be able to get those stars when AEWs are calling? Maybe that's another discussion at some yeah. point. Yeah. I think. Well, that I, I think a lot of uh, independent stars are going to be a lot more dubious of WWE after they, you know, <laughs> fired everybody. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's not quite the comfortable uh, only place you can go. It's been for the last few years, is it? No. Yeah, and we know AEW are less interested in having old WWE stars. Cody has said that um, they're yep. more interested, much more interested in having new indie stars who are ready to make that next break. This is also good for New Japan as well, because yep. New Japan oh. have you know the, the chance of getting new new stars over there. Uh, Ring of Honor. NWA. There's a lot of places now that you can work and make money. Cody. NWA ain't looking so good currently, just saying. Oh. Uh, Hashtag speaking out their, not their owner, not the guy from Smashing Pumpkins, but their lead director. Yeah. Oh, fair enough. Well, anyway, it's looking up across the board, generally for wrestling, for opportunities regarding that side of things. Yes. I think that's an interesting conversation for future. So, with that being said, we are Wrestle Opinionated. This is our weekly show. We hope you enjoyed it. We are Wrestle Opinionated on Spotify and Anchor.fm. We are also, once again, Wrestle Opinionated on YouTube. Hooray! (laughs) I would like to say thanks to Anchor for hosting the podcast. Over to you, Mr. Muir. If you could please send us in more stuff, we always love to have something to discuss or we'll have to put Morg on the block more often and make him book things. So if you could please send us in anything to the normal addresses, if anyone can fill me in, because I haven't got them on my screen. WrestleOpinionated at gmail.com, WrestleOP on Facebook and WrestleOP1 on Twitter. Wonderful. And I'd say good night from me and thank you very much and look after each other out there. Uh, right, me. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We always do appreciate it. Uh, please do share this with your friends, family, wrestling people you know, wrestling places you go to, your promotion. Share anything. Share it with your family. Share it with the friends. Share it with dogs. Uh, smash that like. Smash that like <laughs> I button. I can't help but laugh when I do it. I'm not 15. So funny. 
smash that like and subscribe button. Fucking just jam your face into the screen. But please do actually like, share, subscribe, do all the standard stuff. Um, it really helps. It will get us to be spread. Hopefully more people will listen to us. And uh, we like being listened to. That's that's why we do this. So thank you very much for your time. Have a good day. Back to Morg. And all that's left to be said, goodbye and good night.